1: My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, While others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet, our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist podcast and these are our stories.
2: On both sides, on both sides of the equation, both like the employer and the employee, the the change in work setting and then work output. I mean, you think about it right now, especially let's say the kids go back to school and they stay remote. Well, in in our area, at least, a lot of the remote means parents have to be actively involved in that child's education now. Well, if they're working for you and they're also training Johnny on math, you, you can't do it. You can't, you no. can't, you can't, I mean, it's not, you know, 35 hours in the dental office and 25 hours. No, it's, we're just going to blend it. It's a, it's a extremely challenging time. And for us, I mean, our biggest thought was, okay, we're coming back, but what happens when we pivot again? What happens when they say, okay, schools are shut down and you got to go all remote. And those folks who were delayed in coming back because of childcare issues, yeah. and if they shut down childcare centers and. You know, it's 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 very fluid, and people don't deal well with that. They want to no, know.
0: They they don't, and Dennis included. You no, know, no question. We're worse. Both We're both like worse. the positive posters about the joy in our profession and whatnot. But there's a lot of people committing suicide who are like, I can't do this anymore. Yes. Yeah. Because patients are um, a lot more demanding now too. People, yeah. are, the number of daily cancellations I have. Mm-hmm. Because someone's like, oh, I think someone at my son's school tested positive, so we're just going to, and you're like, is that really it? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, or is it just you're working from home, you're in sweatpants, you forgot your appointment, and so you're calling us an hour before that, you know, mm-hmm. it, who knows what it is? Um, but I went through that too, and, and everyone is right now, and, and I think that's one of the things I wanted to share was from the struggle, there's a lot of upside now. But I went through. Okay, I'm going to be strategic. And I told Drew my joke was the COVID cut. These people are not making the COVID cut because when they were out for the first time ever in my practice, I was able to audit their work, and I was like, I don't think the Barb is doing so well. And I'm looking, and you're like, God, they're not doing well with accounts the or these. These they batched the claims and never sent them. They did this. They did that. And so you're like, I'm not going to have these people back. So now I'm going to start looking, and then I'm going to try and pre-train on Zoom before they come back. And then I I had some great team members that after being back a couple months, what you brought up, the school thing. I lost two in one week. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I need to move closer to my mom because if I'm going to have to homeschool, I can't, my daughter can't stay alone all day. Of course not. And with me at work, I have no one to watch them that I trust. So I lost two in one week. And then my hygienist that came back that's been with me six years freaking imploded, had like a, a mental breakdown from divorce and all these other things that happened with COVID. And it's not that I'm not sympathetic, but we have a business to run. Mm-hmm. So it's then you're like, oh great. And and all were without notice, you know, you're like. So I get a text on a Saturday, you're my long-term loyal employee and I'm going to get a text that you're not going to be in on Monday as a hygienist, your provider. Never, ever again.
2: Yeah, I'm not coming in ever again.
0: Like you're going to show me that little respect and then, you know, it's the whole, well, you have no idea what I'm going through. And you're like, none of you have any sympathy for us as dentists, as owners. And that's that's where it starts to feel really lonely. And I think that podcasts and these forums... When we can be helpful to one another and understand that we're in this together, that's what's missing. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that so much about you, um, is that we're just willing to share. Like, hey, I'm going through that too. So you get the employee who sends you this text message, and you're like, what the hell am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Because, again, the differentiator with fee-for-service is, one, we're all worried, are our practices going to go under the same way everyone else is worried right now? But then there's that noise of, well, everyone is going to be hurting financially and they're going to be more dependent on their insurance. So you're getting this uh, influx of information, of negative thought, and you're trying to balance already all these negative thoughts in this uncertain time. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to rise as a leader to be the safe harbor and these rough seas, blah, 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 whatever analogy you want to use. So I've been through the gamut the past six months, but I'm now seeing the upsides. But I will say the unfortunate part is I had to learn how to do a lot of this myself mm-hmm. so that I could train better and have better conversations. And I will say that that's I've avoided that intensely for the past 17 years. Mm-hmm. And only in the past six months have I made the shift. And it's crazy what you find. I I hate to say it. I, I, there's so much I didn't want to see. Um, and now I'm not regretting money. That was a lot of money that was lost based on now that I've been auditing things myself, instead of just having conversations about things like, Hey Barb, why is the AR gone up by 30% in the past? You know, it now it's literally like, how this is how we're going to fix it. This is what I need to see. Let's do a shared Google Doc so I can see your progress daily, weekly, monthly. Before it was just kind of um, throwing a thought into the wind and hoping that, you know, it landed or what, whatever analogy you want to use. But uh, so I've really had to make some shifts and do a lot of um, growth myself. And I will say now I'm, I'm seeing the results and I'm excited to have 2021 be a clean year with good team. Um yeah. You know, what's that's kind of what I wanted to share when I was texting you yeah. about these these pain points, but mm-hmm. what we can take away from them that's going to set us up for a better career in the long
2: haul. Well what's funny is you bring up an interesting point and my dad worked for IBM for, I don't know, 30 plus years. And he 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 helped me out too and he helped manage the office for a period of time. And he said people will not rise to the level that you expect they will ride to the level of what you inspect so what what you're seeing is you're inspecting it and therefore they're gonna perform to what's being inspected right
0: and there's that's what that which is measured improves but i would add to your dad saying yeah, it's not just what we inspect it's also what we accept
2: accept yeah Yeah. so
0: so i i had to have some Again, some some pain points, do you think I want to log on at night and look at the AR and the bank account and where are these checks, no, and I'm not going to do it forever. But again, when you're now that I'm onboarding new employees and a lot of us are setting that tone that I'm watching is been so great for their growth. Um, and also it helped me eliminate one that. Everyone has these, the great interviewer. Oh, she's so great. Oh, yeah, I know that. Um, I just laughed because I felt like I didn't have a good growth trajectory there or I wasn't appreciated. Then you finally speak to the doctor who returns your call and they were terminated because of so much team conflict and they were unreliable. All the things that you'll see in your practice.
2: Late all the time.
0: Is it, is this me? Like, it, is it just my office? What's going on? Or let me give them more time and we milk these people along for nine months a year instead of like this one i called after three weeks it's like wow you're not able to give me any i'm inspecting now i'm looking you're not you're not doing any of the job
1: the future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients if you need help starting your membership plan or if your plan is too big for your team to manage visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team.
0: That's not gonna help move the needle. Mm-hmm. And so right now with our practices, um, I, I hate saying suffering. I just see so much posting about like, oh, you thought November was bad, look at December. We're not going through that. We're going through, well, I had 11 cancellations in one day the other day, but we filled all of it. We're still able to recover it. Um, and it's just changing the dialogue and changing how you show up for your employees, and then giving them more tools. Um, and I'm happy to share how I what I've learned over the past, you know, six months. But mm-hmm. there have been some big shifts in, again, getting rid of the insurance. I was supposed to drop everything by uh, June of last year, COVID. So all I have left to drop is Delta, but that's 25% of my patient base, 30%. It's huge in California. It's huge in a lot of states. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible. And the reinvestments for next year are going to be worse.
1: Yeah.
0: So people talk about unlock the PPO. Oh, um, you can negotiate higher. Like getting a crown up from 698 to 712 isn't going to rock my world. I can yeah. tell you that. Or yeah. anyone's. Yeah. So it's looking at how we can drop that, but not have a big open back door where we're losing all these patients out the back door of practice.
2: Okay, so let's get let's get to what we talked, what we were gonna talk about. I mean, I could talk yeah. forever about this because there's so many there's so many things that you just wet my whistle on that I want to continue. But let's let's get to okay. the team building. Let's do this. You've brought in you know a whole new a whole new team. So let's talk about the team building at the front office, right? What yeah. things have you seen or experienced or have um, implemented? And what do you care? to share with everybody.
0: Um. Like I said, one of the things that's been really different is me, how I interview, what I ask, and being open and honest, like, hey, someone's going to find me really intense. Someone else is going to love that intensity. If you're not hungry, if this is just a job for you, I don't think you're going to like it here. And I'd rather just be open and honest about that now. So what was interesting is this round of hiring, approaching it in that fashion Mm -hmm. It was, um, I'm this way. Does that align with you? And they actually, I had both of my hygienists seek me out. And then two of my front were like, I looked your website up and I want to work for you. So it was a huge shift in how I'm presenting myself to team versus like, this is just a job. It's like, I, hey, right now I'm willing to invest in you and I want to see what your goals are because I will take you there, but, and it'll take time, but it's going to take a lot of effort on your part. How willing are you to watch videos at night or if there's a good book that we're going to read together, I can help grow you in a leadership role or whatever, but it takes time and how willing are you to do that? And I think that that's been a, a huge thing where it shifted, where I brought in, the part-time hygienist, for instance, and I went through the same struggle everyone did where I, it's like, got yeah, no one's responding to the ads. Temp agency doesn't have anyone. I have a really particular new patient flow that's helped really grow the office. And you need not only someone nice and skilled, but you need someone willing to do all the different charting things, go over all the images. It's a lot of extra stuff because with fee-for-service, we have to give more value. We have to be different. And you also have to find people that, that like that. Wow, you're so thorough. Not, you want me to take an image of every tooth or you want me to take, I know offices that do iTero scans on every new patient and they have great success in terms of their number of Invisalign cases that result from that. But you're gonna encounter a lot of interviews that are like, I don't wanna, I'm a hygienist. I don't wanna scan a patient. I don't wanna do that. Your new patient exam is two hours. Mine's 90 minutes, but I know I've worked at a lot of offices that are two hours. There's, you're going to get a lot of pushback. So it's finding someone again, who is aligned with that, where I brought on these hygienists that were part-time, um, several actually joined me because of my safety protocols that I have in place for team because of COVID that they saw online. So there's this brand that we're creating for ourselves that we not want not our patients to see, but we also want to have team aligned with that. So it was great because they actually, one, just approached me, I, I wanna be full time at your office because I love working here. And you're like, wow, this is great. Here I spent this time desperately searching for someone and yeah, so um, I'm really finding a big shift in that. But again, it, it takes a lot more time and energy from us as, as leaders. And then I think eventually when you get it into cruise mode, you can get there and just randomly check in. Um, I just think before I thought I could hire someone with 20 years experience who said they did X, Y, Z and then just okay, thank you, Debbie, can you just go do that and then actually not checking in and seeing how they're handling things. Um, I can go over so many examples of that. I don't know how how deep you want to dive in, but
2: well let's um, talk let, let, so you said, you know, first of all, first and foremost, you said you change your hiring and interview process in addition mm-hmm. to make changes yourself, right? Then you talked about your brand and your culture, right? Yeah. I think are, are are one and the same. Now you've gone through step one, somebody looks good. Step two, they're in. Now let's talk about how the team building part starts to occur.
0: Okay. Team building, so for me, it's been by department and by job role Mm -hmm. so that it's really clear what the expectations are.
2: But in order to get there, you spent countless hours defining those roles, outlining those roles, learning those roles, and you, you just said basically that you... You almost could perform those roles because you do understand what's going on. It's not like, oh, yeah, that's business. That's up front. Oh, this is back here. This is dentistry. That's my my area. Oh, that's hygiene. You know, you, you haven't buried your head in the sand about the other departments. You've understood it. And I think a lot of folks that are young or that are just starting to look at their dentist, their dentistry or their business as like working on the business, that might be an area they're missing. Like. Yeah they and just assumed it assume. really was for me. Yeah. And you've been at it for, yeah. you know, almost 20 years and you've been at it for on your own, you said for six and a half years. So now we're in year six, but really it's in year 18 that you're really starting to say, Oh my goodness, I'm maturing as an owner Yeah. and I'm maturing as a business person to do this. It's not just take this course, Here's this form, fill this out, magic bullet, right? So I think that can can be lost mm-hmm. in the understanding of someone who wants the short, fast way, right?
0: It, it's true. And I wanted the short, fast way. Like, I am as guilty as they come because when I talk about not having mentorship, what I had was I saw the doctor came in, did dentistry, had an office manager, and went home. Yeah. So now when I reflect on the place I was at for 10 years, I'm like, I can only imagine what his AR would look like because I know who the office manager was and I know she wasn't detail-oriented and they weren't big on computers and they weren't big on reports. And also being that they were a, at the time a paper-driven office, he was an older doctor, then how are you going to run reports if it's not on the computer? Like you, you can't. So he was only overseeing things by like what went in the bank account he wasn't running on scheduled claims reports or whatever. And the thing is, is there's so many different variations of fee-for-service for one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people I am around and also that I follow on Facebook that are like cash up front. Like, let's just use uh, Dr. Abba, right? When he posts these beautiful pictures, it's, yeah, I'm going to do 20 veneers on you. And it's going to be, let's just say $50,000 and you have to pay before we start. That's not the fee-for-service office I have. And that's not what most people are gonna have, and that's not what people transition into. So when I talk about like the noise of everyone saying you can't leave network, I don't get my patients from, oh, I opened the phone book and you're on my Delta and you're close to my house. That's not what I get. I might lose patients who are then like, I wanna come to you, but you don't take my plan. So then it's how to educate them and educate your team on how to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest part.
2: That was the hardest part.
0: And that's what I would say has been the biggest transition in the past two years. Mm -hmm. That that will finally get me to growth with taking the hit of being fully out of network with everyone. And so that was one of the things I wanted to touch on with you was like, how do we, how do we do that? right?
2: Right. Yeah i'm with and,
0: you let's um, do it a lot of it is so one that i know drew would like that i talk about uh is that our membership plan took off this year
2: it's, it took it's, off
0: since COVID, right
2: ours to, we, we've done it for two years and it just continues to become again a major part of our culture for us it's a way for us to provide those that don't have dental insurance benefits gives them access to care gives them this and we did a we finally looked at it from a business standpoint, and we found that the average person saved between seven and eight hundred dollars per year because they were on the membership plan. Yeah, that's real numbers. That's real yeah. dollars.
0: Yeah. And it's it's really interesting, right? So I one have had softwares over the years, right? I never, I have to say, I never looked at them. Like I just glance my dashboard. Yeah. So I had dental intel. That's what five hundred dollars a month didn't i had my office manager at the time do most of the training um i'd like click on it not a good roi it's not that it's a bad software i wasn't using it Mm -hmm. No, i've had um, lighthouse revenue well then i had yappy then i switched because a friend got me reconnected with a special on revenue well how do we, how do we use that to blast out to our patients and reconnect with them and how do we read these these dashboards numbers. So that we can see where are we losing patients, how many of them are with these plans right because before I was just like can some consultant run a report on how many people are MetLife? Can and someone tell me how many people are United Concordia, what is my fee schedule reimbursement with them. Do they reimburse while on a network? These are questions that I didn't even know how to ask or how to find the answer to. And now I have practiced my numbers. So I pulled up my dashboard before this conversation. So if I wanted to look at how many new patients I have gained and how many patients I'm losing, um, the biggest thing for me with adding this membership plan and looking at these numbers is that When we're looking at patient retention, if I see that I have 35, uh, I have 25 patients going inactive this month,
1: right?
0: If I'm like, oh, shit, what am I doing wrong? Now, these are people I just haven't seen in 18 months. They're aging out. I've had a lot of patients that I haven't seen this year. So let's blame COVID. I haven't seen them. Maybe you should blame your front desk because they're not doing an active reactivation. I'm not hearing that much from people. It's, it's not a big percentage of people that are saying, I don't want to come in until it's safe. I don't want to come in until it's a vaccine, at least in my community. Okay? They're, they're falling off like crazy. And I have to have someone constantly rebooking and working the reactivation and the ASAP list and people who fell off two weeks ago that maybe we could put in now with hygiene tomorrow. It's a lot of work. But we stay really busy because I have the team to support it and they understand the numbers. So if I look at this, I've had the most um, the most new patients I've had in a month. I'm a single doctor. Um, last month was 44 and the month before that was 48, all from internet, little Facebook ads. I don't spend more than, um, I think my max I've spent on marketing is $1,200 in, in a month. Across, across all platforms where are we getting these new patients how are we focusing on it and and how is my call conversion with that which was a huge open back door before so we look at the back door and we say oh these patients are going inactive no what i've seen now between the new team and the old team the pre covid and now is that i finally have a way of measuring how they're doing the call conversions and looking at it i can't even tell you how many new patients I lost before based on their language of, are you a network? Do you accept my insurance? Can you get me in? How to, how to navigate those conversations. And one thing that I did differently was I took someone from scratch, literally, she has a college degree, but she's never worked in a dental office, had no interest in dentistry. It was someone who was looking for a job with COVID. She had worked at a spa for $16 an hour. And it was someone with a communications background, customer service, who it took a lot of work, but she is the best new patient concierge. It's unbelievable. And I give her all the credit. We've gone, we have added 250 patients on the membership plan since COVID, since I hired Christine. It's unbelievable. So we look at payroll costs. I have. My payroll is still high. I've always talked about how that's the biggest thing for me in driving down my overhead is as high. Because right now I've had a lot of training, a lot of monitoring. And then eventually it'll tailor down to where we're getting efficient, right? So, I mean, it's high. It's at 34%, but I've had as high as 40%. Because people don't know how to how to book people yet. and We don't get the, the true ROI. But I'll just say the pain is worth it. And right now with Christine, She's, she just so believes in us and our brand, and she hasn't been disenfranchised with dentistry. And she also knows she's never had dental insurance. And she's also someone who had Medicaid at one point in her life. And she's like, listen, this can be affordable for you. You should see the best dentists. You should see someone mm-hmm. who you know is going to treat you well. And having someone who can build that rapport in advance over the phone and not having a treatment coordinator who's in between Checking this out. Let me fill the hygiene schedule because I just got five openings. Oh, there's four treatment plans coming up. Let me do this. Let me get your breakdown. Let me get your facts back. Like it's it's nuts up there, and so you're constantly going to be losing new patients if we if we're not answering the phone or we're not doing call conversions. So I would say that was one big thing for me with where our membership plans Mm improved. Is I reworked it. I've shared on a lot of the forums. I'm happy to share again uh, the pamphlet we did. Spent a lot of time on just figuring out how it would look really because I like couldn't figure out why people wouldn't do it before. Why would a cash patient pay as much for a limited exam as having a plan for the year that includes cleanings, their x-rays, a comb beam? Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: it,
0: it literally, but I had to put it side by side so people could say, like, if you went to McDonald's and you're like, I would like a big mac, And they're like, would you like to supersize it? and you're like nah, i'm no i just i don't i don't want to drink and fries i'm good but what if the fryer drinks were just already included would you still say no you know like did anyone explain that to you you might be like i just want to pay for my sandwich but i would i wouldn't turn down a free drink i'd be like oh yeah i'll, I'll take that so i think it's how it's being presented that was something that i really had to focus on um yeah for, and for,
2: well, for us, once we showed everybody how the numbers were and it was just flat out mad and 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 the hygienist in our office, they ran with it. I mean, it was yeah. it was a downhill runaway train like the movie Unstoppable. That was where that train was going. And and it was very simple. Listen, you're coming twice a year for you. You're, you're doing this anyway. Yeah. You're going to save immediately. You're going to save forty dollars. Yeah. Just by doing what you're doing now. And if you have an emergency appointment, that's included. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then if you have work that has to be done, you save another percent on that. And I found what ended up happening. A lot of people were like, that was like a, like a coupon. I had to use that with expiration date. People were rushing to get their work done. And I was like, Oh, you know, wow. I mean, that was an added bonus. And cause the way it was presented to me when I heard Lou Graham talk about it was a huge benefit for your hygiene department. People okay. will keep their appointments because it's already paid for. It's not, oh, it's not, you know, it pays, you know, and how it worked is you had to look at time value of money. So if people are paying off in January, February, March for a year. They're also, you're going to be in September, October, November with those patients with no income coming in for those claims. Yeah. So there is a little flux, but you can afford to take a little hit on your percent. Because you're getting that money up front, and it was a change because we've never discounted anything in, in our history. So it was a huge change philosoph- philosophically for us that has worked out to a tremendous benefit. Because now it's really understood as, boy, this is almost an access of care issue. Listen, you just you just retired, mm-hmm. you're a senior, you don't have dental insurance, and you're trying to help Medicare, and, and you know buy these, and you see it on dental insurance commercials a lot. And you know, bottom line is this is where it is put your money here. It's real value. And, and our staff, I get out of the way and our staff handles it phenomenally. And um, they, they just understand it. And I think it's like you said, how would you not if it's you're already paying? And I think the one thing that some patients were like, well, what's the catch? There's no catch. What, so what that's, do you mean?
0: that's just it. And When I look at the patients going inactive, or when I look at the fear that most people have of we're going on a network, right? So we're gonna lose all these patients. I, if I ran a report right now on the number of patients that I have that have insurance that haven't come in in the past 18 months, they were still paying. It was deducted from their paycheck. Everyone thinks it's free. These are my free benefits. Mm -hmm. No, like some of them are paying more per month to have Delta and have frequency limitations. Yeah, I get that question. Yeah. And so I'm just so glad that, like, yeah, I don't want to sit and be like, well, it's been four years and you you have five abscesses and I really want to take an FMX again, but they just won't let us. Oh. <laughs> like, no, it's like, you need this. And also with the membership plan, it's included. Like, well, let's do well, the combine.
2: Our started, like, IBM is a major emphasis in our area that was a huge founding. Endicott, New York is, was, was the birthplace of IBM. For a little note tidbit so we had a lot of ibmers that were retiring or that had retired and all of a sudden ibm was changing their benefits these people were changing we're changing were changing and then one of them was dental so they said okay you can get dental on your own or you can pay x and keep this or what have you and we did a whole analysis and maureen in our office phenomenal we ended up doing a couple of uh, like seminars for people. Like we invited them. We said, understand, here's your choices. And right now the only real freestanding dental insurance policy, let's say is insurance company Y. And here's the plan. You're gonna pay this, okay, $400 for the year. You have a one year wait period for all dentistry. Mm. So you need a filling. You gotta wait a year to get benefits. Why? Because your 400 bucks is added to next year's $400. So they have a little money they can pay. And there's a $100 deductible. So you're paying 400, add on the 100. You're paying 500. That's your real cost. And what are you getting for that? And then people were like, oh my goodness. And then we had, you know, at the time, we you could take a Wells Fargo financing, 90 days, same as cash. Oh my, I could put it on, yeah, you could do that. So it was, it was most of the people. And then they, they literally said, can I say something? And, and, and we didn't endorse anything. We were just informing them. And one person just stood up and said, this is insane. Pay for it at the time of service. And you, you and you could take the three months if you want, like I'm, I'm dropping the implant, And I was like, that's unsolicited. And then. The movement into this membership plan just was a natural progression for us and it gave people a solution. So we were in the solution business, right? And we're also now helping our patients get solutions on the financial part.
0: For me, the biggest missing point was that front door It's not inviting them into the practice correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they were saying it before, but I've since implemented phone call recording I use Patient Prism, which is awesome. Um, Even if you're like, I don't want to spend that per month, do it for at least six months or three months or four months so you can watch your team It has AI and it'll give you these metrics and dashboards and emails at night. And you can click on whatever you want, on call conversions, whatever. But the most powerful ones I listened to were the coaching conversations about how to handle those out-of-network calls or how to handle the membership call or how to listen on the phone with what the patient's really asking for. Like for instance, my new patient concierge thought that she had to funnel everyone into hygiene, right? Oh, let's get you in. No, they're, they're in pain. We don't have a new patient. They did. They are going to see me first. Mm-hmm. Then I will reinforce our whole team, the membership plan, why they need a cleaning, why they're overdue. And then we'll go into that and they will then convert back over here. So it's really having the team, See the value, build the value, and understand the flow of like where to put people and how to bring them in. Cause they can still join the membership plan as an emergency limited exam, have me treat that too, and then have them come back for their free included cleaning, you know, later. So we've got a lot of that. Um, there's been so many patients of mine every week. It's really weird. People who left in 2016. 2014, 2018, because I was out of network. That are now back. They have not seen anyone else, so they wasted their benefits for all those years, or they went to corporate, didn't like it, didn't go for another year or two years, and then came back, and then now they're back through either the membership plan or uh, we're billing out a network, and they're fine with it now. So it's. Really tremendous. If I focus on just the patients that are going inactive, who are aging out, my mindset now is they'll be back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's, but it's, they have to be back to the right environment. I, <laughs> I shared with Drew. For the longest time, I went through a good two years of um, my biggest bad reviews or complaints or personal complaints or patients. When I asked why did you leave before, they didn't like my front desk. Someone didn't handle something well. And that one where they called on the job reference for the other day, she was one of them. She hung up on people, she was rude. And when you're gonna be out of network, especially, and someone at your front isn't looking at, it's a different mindset shift, right? So you're either gonna be full cash upfront, right? We're not even gonna talk about insurance. But for most of us that dabble, right? Like We're gonna find out what we can get out of network for you. And we're gonna be as accurate to the penny as we can. If you have someone up front who is not looking at payment tables and downgrades and having those conversations with the patient, and then just giving them a printout, not catching that, say the delta veneer fee is five fifty, and that's the printout and that's the signed financial agreement, and then this has happened to me in the past. You audit, and I'm like, my veneer fee is fifteen hundred. Well. What am I supposed to say now? They're already scheduled. That's not a covered benefit. We're out of network. We're not doing, I'm not doing a veneer for $500. I'm not. So let's have that conversation with the patient. Maybe I won't do the treatment. But having someone who knows how to do that was the biggest hole for me in the practice. And then having someone who could own That, you know what? I didn't catch the downgrade. I'm so sorry. Here's what we're going to do. Instead of them being, well, that's your insurance, your problem. We're out of network, you know? Like the conversations that upset people, I would have been upset if I was a patient. And one, I wasn't hearing the calls. And two, you don't know what's even going on unless I got the email or a review that so-and-so was so rude and I hate them. Don't go there. Or I got the review. They're scam artists. Because again, they weren't told about the downgrades. They weren't told any of this. The patient had every right to be upset. But who ends up solving that? Us as owners, a personal email back to them. And I'm so sorry. I can see why, but it, it's got to have a team that supports that and believes in that, but it's trained on that. So before I'd be like, here's our philosophy. This is what we're going to do. Do you get it? And I was never auditing these things that, that lead to these AR balloons, credit balloons, losing patients. I, I just, I, Knew there were holes in the boat. I just didn't know how to plug them, solve them. How you closed the back boat.
2: door, that's what you did.
0: Yeah. And so I think as a fee-for-service office, that is the most important thing. And that's the most difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And I've had some, I've been burned by consultants to the point where I don't believe in them anymore. Because you bring in these people that are like, oh, lessen your insurance dependency by doing this. Use us. And then you go in, you bring them into your office, and they don't do anything they're not implementing systems. Um, I can tell you who they are or not, but like, I'll bring up one who's, who's brought up the job role thing, which is something that is really critical. Oh, they're, they're not just assistants. They're ninjas, not just a dental assistant. Let's call them these fancy titles. And then, Oh, great. I I want plug and play. I'm going to pay you all this money. So give me something. Yeah, we'll give you our job roles. And then you, Pay your team, to sit down for this team meeting that they're leading. And the job role for assistant is to serve your doctor. What the frick kind of job role is that? I can't hold anyone accountable for that. You're gonna get like, it has your logo on it. I'm supposed to steal this. Daily front desk, answer phones, schedule patients, no doctor's production. Like, but it, it wasn't anything that was really useful that I could implement and do plug and play. So then you're like, well, I wasted money, I wasted my time, I'm so burned, and here I am again in the same spot a year later. This is stuff that we're all going to go through. And I'd love to help someone prevent them going through that, but it's really tough to get the dream practice. And then also, how are you going to differentiate yourself? Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of podcasts lately with these young docs that are like literally like 2018 grads who then couldn't buy an associateship, so they went out on their own. And they own their own practice now and they're on like practice underwater. And I like listening to all these and they're like, yeah, so I'm fee-for-service. How'd you decide to be fee-for-service? I give great quality care. I spend a lot of time with my patients and I deserve it. Do you, but do, do you really? Like there, there's, I think there's a lot that goes into being fee-for-service be and what your brand and service is going to be a lot. Including what your front
2: desk experience is. Well just look at what you what time and effort and money you spent working on your skill set period, you know. And right. I think I think the beauty of listening to you right now is just hearing your maturity in terms of you understand the end point. You understand what you want, you understand who you are, you have a better definition of who Nicole is and what you want Nicole to be and look like in the in the real setting. And I think that's lost on a lot of people. I think they they look at social media, they talk to their friends. Oh, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. You know, like you said, dental whore when you started. I mean, we don't know what we don't know in the beginning. And the right. hardest education part is self-reflection. And it sounds like over COVID, you did a lot of self-reflection in terms of yourself, but in terms of your business. So, um, you know, reading and to me, it's always... What are you ingesting? What, what are you putting in your mouth? What are you eating? What's What's your nourishment? And, you know, it's crap in, crap out, right? So mm-hmm. if you really get the quality, like right now, if you were to hire a consultant, you have a very strong understanding of what you're looking for. And you would interview a consultant way different than you would just a year ago, right? Yeah, 100%. So, but you understand, and, and that's a maturity thing that I think people can get there quicker because there's so many tools that they have, but it's an education process. And you have to learn. So kudos yeah. to you. I, I just, I'm just in awe of a lot of things that you do. So God bless you.
0: Oh, well, gosh. I mean, it's dentistry. So we're an employee dependent profession,
2: right? 100%. So
0: how many of our practices are the Dr. X show? For mine, it was the Dr. Bain show. Like everything bottlenecks through me. I have to be the face of the practice. I have Mm to fix anyone's mistakes. I mean, as owners, as leaders, that everything comes back to us,
2: right? Yep.
0: And how do we get them to thrive? You know, I would hear, thank God for podcasts. I wish they were around when I first opened my practice because I really could have avoided so many pain points. And thankfully some of them have not been catastrophic. Like I've never been sued or had a crazy HR issue. I can share the minor ones I've had, but really every issue I've ever had was that I was hands-off. Something happened and I didn't know how to solve it. I didn't know where to go. I didn't like having HR for health or whatever you want to use Cedar isn't going to prevent an HR issue. It comes down to the owner, what your systems are, and having a good trained team that understands what the system's are gonna support, if that makes sense. So you said it's like, oh, I have this, you know, whatever happened and you're like, what? Like, there's so many things that are gonna happen and I think I was stuck on that, that inner voice of like, but this isn't my fault. I didn't do this. I was doing my dentistry and it turned out great in this room and now someone's upset because we didn't bill it right, whatever. And how do I solve that? Where do we get those skills and tools? And that's been something that's been really hard. And I think that for people that are like, I don't know if I can get there fee for service. Oh, there's so, I'm going to lose so many patients. It's it's really looking at why are you losing the patients or why are you not retaining them?
2: Right.
0: How how do you treatment plan so you can get more yeses, same day conversions, uh, the power of the morning huddle? How you how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like, okay, everyone, like I've had, I had years of it where it was just again, employee driven and everyone was just reading their route slips. And it's like, well, I can read that in the appointment when I open their chart. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is this about? It's about talking about numbers, production, past few balances, same day opportunities that Linda Jones in hygiene has a full mouth of treatments to still do. How are we going to approach that as a team? You know? Really, getting everyone on board is is exhausting, but it can be done. It just takes a lot of growth as a leader.
2: I love it. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna wrap it up now. But I, I absolutely, I could talk to you for days. Um, I, I just in in, in, in capture. Um, in, I don't know what the right word is. They're all, I don't know. Enraptured. Whatever the word is. I'm I'm captivated. Yeah,
1: right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can see I'm not good at this, Drew. You better come back soon. Um, so. The the one last question I want to ask you, this is a fun one. This has nothing to do with dentistry. So and I've asked everybody and you know, had a little fun with it. So if you could go back to any time, what time would you go back to and what? I
0: I would go back to my first couple years out of out of dentistry. Um I would look for, it sounds sounds terrible, but a a mentor and I would probably do some sort of GPR, AEGD, where I could learn how to place implants and I ended up in a a situation where I could have taken away more in my career earlier so that I could be on a, have been on a better trajectory. Um, And I say that not with regret, but there's just so many headaches you could have saved yourself now, you know? Like I've done two build outs uh, because of the flood and whatever. And now I'm looking at a new space. I'm probably gonna sign the lease soon on uh, from scratch build out again. And I don't wanna do it, but I've had two floods, but I already know how, what the pain points are, the construction. I wish I would have had that with some of the ownership stuff um, in advance. And I think a lot of us are going to get burned on failed partnerships, losing you a know, ton of money because you got in bed with the wrong person, so to speak, business-wise. Um, but that's, for me, is where I would go back to, is kind of save myself some pain points.
2: love it. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be right back at you with the next episode. So thank you, Dr. Nicole. I appreciate everything. And much happiness and success going forward. Oh, thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee-for-service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our Fee-for-Service Dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.